Welcome to The Positive Effect. My name's April Sobral, and I am the founder of RetailU.ca and the author of The Positive Effect, a retail leader's guide to changing the world. I've had an amazing 25-year career in retail where I've traveled across the globe. I have worked and inspired thousands of leaders. And in this weekly podcast, I bring to you my retail friends and network conversations that will inspire you and encourage you to further your career in retail or beyond. We talk about leadership lessons learned and tips and tricks that can help you be a successful leader. So get ready to be inspired. And if you're looking for more leadership development, sign up at www.retailu.ca. And I'll see you on a live call soon. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's April. I'm back. It's Wednesday. We're here for The Positive Effect. I'm the founder of Retail You and the author of a book called The Positive Effect. And I really believe in the power of positive leadership, particularly in retail, where I've spent like the last 30 years. And every week I bring on my awesome retail network of friends from LinkedIn onto this live show to really dig deep and talk about their retail careers. Um, and we've had so many amazing leaders on and it's always the conversation about positive leadership. So today we are switching it up a little bit. We've got a store leader on the phone. And so I'm super excited, Diana, that you're joining us today. So welcome. Thank you, April. Thank you for having me on your po uh, uh, podcast. This is amazing. I uh, really, you're inspiring me um, to be a better leader, and I enjoy watching every week. So, thank you for having um, me. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, today, if I'm just going to set this up, so this conversation really with you is going to be around your retail career. It's going to, I think, it's going to inspire a lot of people today because the one thing that I really loved about my job in retail is when I spent time in the stores with people like you, like the, the store managers, the assistant managers, the teams. It was the one thing where I just learned so much. Um, because you do the the tireless work every day of like leading a team that's going to give the customers a great experience. So I want to first of all say thank you to you for doing that for all of these years before we jump into your story because it's you you have such an amazing impact and influence on the brands that you work for by what you contribute every day. So just thank you. So we're going to jump right into it. <laughs> yeah. So if you're joining the chat, just put where you're coming from, you know, say hello. We'll come back and, you know, read the, the comments after and we'll answer any questions. And also, if you see this broadcast, please share it with your LinkedIn network, because the more that we can share this conversation, the more people can learn from leaders like Diana and myself every week. So we're going to jump into your career story today. I'm so excited. <laughs> so tell us your story. How did you start off on retail? Like, was it, you know, was it accidental? Was it intentional? Like, how did you get into the world of retail, Diana? Well, I'm from New Jersey, and um, I started uh, my retail career uh, really early on. I was actually... Um, yeah, I was 16, started in a small retail store, um, and I was walking to my father's office every day. So I was like, it was a shoe store, and it was a small shoe store. And I said, you know what? Let me go in there. And that kind of set the tone. And uh, <clears throat> in my 20s, I uh, 
used to be uh, shopping at Macy's and back then it was Bambers. Uh, <laughs> and I was a customer and I said, you know what, why not work here? And um, I did, I applied and <clears throat> I uh, was with uh, Macy's for 27 years. And, you know, time really does fly in retail. It's just, you know, it was an amazing journey. It was a iconic brand and, um, you know, it was a pleasure to work for that company for such a long period of time. So walk us through I, your career in Macy's. Like, what did you do? So you started off as what? And where did you, I mean, 29 years, that's such a long time. I've got massive respect for people that stay with a brand that long because there must have been a reason for that. Well, um, you know, I started, like I said, in a young age and um, I started as a sales associate and within three months, the store manager um, and I was very shy and, you know, to go into retail, it just kind of molds who I am today. It's <laughs> complete opposite of when I started. Um, and it was, you know, the store manager said, you know what, you know, um, body wear was big back then, you know, with uh, athletics. And he's like, you know, I would really love for you to manage it. And I said, you know, why not? And um, so... It was um, it was amazing. I learned so much, and I managed so many different departments within Macy's. It was kind of my own store and running it, and um, I managed women's uh, better sportswear to intimate apparel, to juniors, to children's wear, men's collections where I had Polo Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger and all the you know uh, designer brands. Um, and then I was a staffing manager, merchandising manager, you know, signing in markdowns, assistant operations, you name it in that whole bucket. It's, you know, and it's very versatile because I became also strong in merchandising and operational, but yet that customer experience and that customer interaction and really training and developing a team. Um, and it's all about the recruiting and the hiring process and making sure you're getting the right fit for the job and really coaching your people and observing them and their behaviors and what are their skill sets and making sure we're placing them in the right job that suits them so they can succeed. Uh, I was a women's shoe manager for about 17 years of my career. Um, I was the number one shoe manager in Macy's out of 800 stores. I was, um, you know, honored with the award. Well <laughs> done. Eight. That's amazing. <laughs> so that was really something that was, you know, um, you know, my dedication, my hard work, but yet the company recognized it, which was an amazing, amazing uh, experience that I went through. It was, you know, in front of, uh, it was a whole celebration in front of all my peers and my mentors and my leaders and everybody in the company to honor me for my, you know, my hard work and my, um, my dedication to the brand and, um, you know, being and inspiring uh, my employees to, you know, see that anything's possible, anything's achievable, if you just are passionate and love what you do every day, you know, uh, my women's shoe business was about $8 million. Um, so I generated it, I started it out at four, a 4 million. And it was just something, you know, where you're passionate about driving that business day in and day out and managing a $79 million location was, 
you know, it's every day you put in your best foot forward when you walk in that door, make sure you're smiling, you know, and um, leading the way, leading by example and making sure you're really spending the time and um, developing your people, getting to know them and investing that time. And also my leaders in trusting me and doing the right thing to what's good for the customer and for the brand. So yeah. that was. Oh, I can hear your passion coming through yeah. on the screen right now. It's so awesome. Yeah. What an amazing journey. So, yes. you know, retail, it, yeah, like you said, like retail can shape you and you have so many great experiences. And like there's so many experiences you have on a daily basis, right? Right. You're running a store like that. So right. what's, what you talked a little bit about coaching and mentorship. I know I sent I send a list of questions in advance, but I always go a bit rogue on the questions because you share right. things and then I'm like, I want to know more about it. So so you talked about coaching and mentoring right so when you talked about having mentors you just kind of talked about that a little bit what's the best piece of advice that a mentor or a coach somebody gave you in your retail career that could really we could share with our audience that would help them learn and grow well you have to have a passion for it and you have to know your personal behaviors of what that you know what you need to improve on you know and I've had um, leaders that said, you know, you have to um, keep developing yourself and learning um, and growing and, you know, knowing what those, what your opportunities are is key. And it's important to get that feedback because if you don't get that feedback, you're not going to learn and grow from it. But, mm -hmm. you know, the one advice, honestly, was, you know, my grandmother lived to 115 years old and wow. she was my... Yes. <laughs> she was my inspiration. And, you know, I just, you know, uh, admired her passion. And I believe I've got that. And she instilled that in me. Um, and you have to love what you do uh, every day. You know, um, I remember one of my leaders said one time was, you know, if you walk the same path, you're walking the same path. Right. So, oh, wow. Right. Mm. So, right. Exactly. Right. You really take it to heart and you're like, okay, I need to change my approach and what do I need to do different to make an impact? Right. So it's either you're on the bus or you're off the bus and you have to make that decision whether or not this is the path that you want to do for your life. Because retail is, uh, most people don't realize it is a lot of work and you have to have a passion for it. <laughs> you have to have that passion, right? <laughs> it is a lot of work. You're working evenings, you're working nights, um, you've got early mornings, you're doing like 25 things in a day. Like people used to ask me, you know, people that were not in retail that were I was having dinner with or something, I'd be like traveling and they'd ask me what I did. And I could find it really hard to describe it because there's so much that goes on in a day. Like they, they, they would say, oh, you just sell stuff, right? And I'm like, whoa, no, right. I do way more than sell stuff. <laughs> it's not just selling on the sales floor. There's so much more involved. And I think the whole people piece and the coaching piece um, right. is really underestimated of how much you need to be a really good coach in retail. Like retail is a coaching business, right? You're coaching people every day to improve on what they just did previously, kind of like a team sport. Right, exactly. And it's important to coach in the moment and really sit down too, um, 
you know, I used to sit down with my shoe sales associates at least twice a week with them and, you know, really observe them in the moment and give them that feedback so they are aware of their behavior and, you know, really explaining the why why am I doing this? It's not like, you know, I'm trying to develop and learn, you know, so you can learn from it and improve. Um, because most people are not aware of their personal behaviors, because they're there in the moment, and they're just doing it, you know, um, and it could become robotic. But, you know, it's making sure that um, you have high standards of yourself also and leading by example and showing them how and how it can be done. And it's not, you know, not looking at all those obstacles and saying no, but this and that all the excuses, taking all the noise away and just really focusing on um, that specific behavior and showing them the impact of the results and, you know, getting gratitude for it and how is it affecting them and their personal behavior and their personal growth. And right. investing your time with them. So if you think about what you just said, honestly, you're that's why I say in the book, I want to rename store managers to positive change makers. Because <laughs> if you think about what you just said and the impact that you can have on millions of people, right? That are just working throughout retail as a part-time gig or whatever, like young people coming in as a first job. If right. you're a great leader or you really take your job with as much passion as you do, Diana, then you would then develop these skills that are transferable into any business. And that's what I think is so powerful about being a store manager in retail, the impact that you can have on people. Absolutely. And, you know, I've had so many, so many associates that have worked for me and I still stay connected with them through social media. And it's just a joy to see like, at their earlier career when they started and now they're running their business, they're regional managers and it's like, wow, I really, you know, and they text me and message me and you inspired me to be a better person and a better leader. So that's gratitude for me as well. And, you know, um, really rewarding to see and, you know, have that, you know, it's, it's a great experience. What's a pivotal moment in your career? I know that we all have them. Um, and you've talked a lot about coaching and developing others. But what's one specific pivotal moment in your career that you can remember that you can share with us? Well, you know, um, I was with Macy's, like I said, 27 years. So it was time where I said, okay, you know, like I said earlier, if you're doing the same thing, maybe you need to change it up and do something different and make, you know, grow. Because if you're doing the same thing, you're not going to be able to change and grow. I learned so much and, you know, worked for a brand for such a, you know, extensive period of time. I said, um, you know, and change could be, you know, uncertain. You're not sure, right? So it's kind of yeah. like, I'm going to take this challenge. Like, what's next? But you know, taking the courage in myself to really uh, retire from Macy's and go on and explore other adventures and see what else is out there to develop myself. And, you know, I went with uh, Lord and Taylor and I worked for Ulta Beauty and that was an experience in itself as well. Amazing uh, brand, amazing company and amazing leaders. And I learned so much about the beauty business and, the you know, the cosmetic industry and hair and makeup and I had some knowledge of it with Macy's, but I was primarily in shoes. But to get 
get that experience was also very gratifying. And um, now I'm currently at the American Dream Mall. And let me tell you, talk about the American Dream Mall. And it's kind of, you know, ironic because my grandmother, again, you know, had that and came to this country as an immigrant with, you know, with that American dream and to work for a brand. Uh, what an amazing triple five group working for, um, you know, mega destination spot of America. You know, it's an amazing mall. Their standards and they treat everyone like family. It's an amazing company to work for. Um, it's just been one ride and, you know, going through COVID. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say that, like, what have you learned from leading in COVID? You know, like, because I haven't been in the field for a while. I do talk to a lot of field leaders, but what have you learned through leading through COVID? How has that changed the way you lead? Has it or hasn't it? It has. Um, taking a look, taking a step back, you know, we went back in September um, and really, you know, um, learning so much uh, and learning all the CDC guidelines and making sure you're effectively communicating to your team um, and also the mall to making sure they're just to standard. They partnered with Hackensack Hospital to making sure that everyone's safety, the employees and the customers are the number one priority and really effectively communicating to the team as well when we did open. Uh, making sure the store standards are to par uh, as far as social distancing and health and safety of sanitizing. But it's a constant feedback because sometimes people get comfortable and it's important to remind them, you know, we do have to even we're such um, people that are passionate and want to say hello and, you know, shake hands and learning that to, you know, take a step back and be like, okay, I can't shake a hand. I can't give a hug. <laughs> so it's getting acclimated to all of that. And, you know, and of course our number one um, focus is the health and safety of our customers and our employees. And I think we've done a fabulous job in making sure we're there. Yeah. Um, people are, you know, getting more comfortable. Um, we just recently opened with everybody vaccinated, doesn't have their mask. You know, people are still coming in saying, oh my God, it's the first time I've been in the mall. Right. So it's just getting them excited, welcoming them back because it has been some journey that we have all, you know, have taken on. So it's Good um, very Good unprecedented. Yeah, it really is. Like you think sometimes you think you've seen it all right until something happens like this operationally last year. So how do you, Diana, stay? You've got a bubbly personality. You can already feel that through the screen. And that really does have an impact right on your team and how people show up in the stores. I truly believe that the store manager of that store really has creates that environment and that feeling that people want to be there. So how do you stay motivated? How do you stay positive? Like, how do you overcome all of these hurdles, you know? Like, because you, you're facing a lot of challenges every day. So how do you stay positive? Well, I'm naturally, you know, a positive person. And I have this personality. When you work in retail so many years, whatever is happening in the world, when you step into those doors, you have to, you know, 
put your best foot forward because that customer, that sales associate feels it and your personal behavior will affect your results because if you don't come in every day with a smile on your face and a positive attitude to motivate them, they're they're going to react the same way and mm -hmm. you know and if the customer feels it you know if you're going into a store and nobody greets you or says hello to you you're just going to walk out and you want to make them feel better for coming you know and making changing their experience and getting to know them because they're shopping there for whether it's a special occasion or a wedding or whatever graduation and you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward because it matters to them and you want that customer to come back to you and i have so many customers that come in ask by name you know and say oh is she here today i want to see her and tell me about the event and making that friendship with that customer is what really counts and oh here's my number when that product comes in give me a call and sharing your experience with them is amazing and i enjoy what i do every day and i enjoy meeting new people and interacting with them on a daily basis that's you know drives me every day yeah and you can totally hear it and feel it from you by the way it's like so it's really interesting because there's been such a shift in retail like over the years but fundamentally at the end of the day it is just about giving the customer a great experience and having people that want to engage and build those relationships, right? And when you say when yes. you went back and you were kind of quiet, how do you bring somebody out of their shell? Let's say you have somebody on your team and like they're really quiet and they're reserved. Like how do you get them out of their shell to like go and connect with customers? Well, it's really, you know, coaching one-on-one -on -one and really role-playing them on a daily basis to get them to that comfort level and finding out, you know, what's holding them back and really asking them questions and learning about them and making them comfortable to open up to you and being vulnerable and saying, okay, you know, and the more questions you ask, you find out the root cause of the problem so you can course correct it. And, you know, really, you know, again, following up with them and holding them accountable and saying, you know, this is what we're here for. You know, it's not like, you know, you should be comfortable in it. If the more comfortable you are talking to me, it'll be comfortable talking to the customer. So mm -hmm. it's that constant feedback right and that role playing with them to get them to the skill set because most of the time if people are shy or not confident it's because they're not having the product knowledge that they need and really educating them on that product knowledge so this way they can relate to that customer and coaching them how to approach by asking open-ended questions opposed right. to hi can you you know it's really interacting and showing them the difference different ways of interacting with a customer as to hi can i help you and you know it's uh, making that genuine connection as like you were you know and i use an example if i was your friend how would you approach me <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one so when you talk about when you that's that's brilliant i mean yeah if you if how would you approach somebody in your family and somebody in friendship right. So when you took, I know that we do a lot of coaching at Retail You with leaders that struggle with holding people accountable. Like it's one of those things that people just get really like hair on the back of the neck and it's like they get uncomfortable and they don't know how to 
hold somebody accountable. So what's your advice to a leader that struggles with holding their team accountable? Well, it's important to set goals for your team and really holding yourself accountable first. Uh, you know, that's where it starts. And, and you have to give them, um, you know, specific direction. This way you can follow up with them and give them, um, you know, the ability to have that trust in you and then you say okay you know this is our job this is what we need to get accomplished and not be intimidated by giving that feedback because most leaders do feel like you know how will they react or what you know it's tailoring your approach to every single uh, associate because not everyone is the same so, you know, you may have some that are more vulnerable, so you have to coach in a different way. So you have to tailor your approach to every single person based on their personalities as well. Mm. And that's important. But accountability is something that I believe in because you can't drive results if you don't hold people accountable. Um, and it starts with yourself, right? A hundred percent. Like I do, I write about, I write in the book a chapter, it's called accountability and it's just account plus ability equals accountability because you're right. just accounting for the ability in the moment of the completion of whatever you've asked somebody to do. So it shouldn't right. really be that scary. It shouldn't be this, oh no, I'm really nervous about having this conversation. It should really just be, I'm going to set some clear expectations like you said, and then walk through and follow up. And I think if you're struggling with accountability, my advice is always go back and ask yourself, were you really clear with what you wanted somebody to achieve? Because if you weren't, you're going to feel bad about following up on them because you weren't really clear in the beginning, right? Because there should be no, so I always call them surprise gotcha conversations. Like there shouldn't be those kind of, nobody should be caught off guard, right? When they're having an accountability conversation, they should know because you were clear in the beginning. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. Because, you know, if you're not clear and giving specific directions, and how can you hold somebody accountable, you know, whether it's their attendance and tracking in, being fair and consistent with everyone is important as well. Um, making sure, you know, I had a, you know, a women's shoe department. So accountability was key making sure signing areas of pride, this way you're fair and consistent and constantly walking it every day to make sure those standards are being maintained. Um, and then asking why wasn't it, it was a clear direction, you know, this is the standards and, you know, and they respect that, you know, because you're being fair and consistent with everyone, it's not one person. Fair and consistent. Fair and consistency. That's what I always say. I love that. You just said assign an area of pride. Did you just say that? Right. Yes, I assign did. Assign an area of pride. I've never heard that before. Explain that. No. Well, you know, I had a large team. Uh, it was back of house and front of house. So everybody had their own sections that they were responsible for in all of my departments that I managed. And they had a specific vendors that they had to maintain the standards, making sure the floor was filled in, um, yeah. the maintenance, the windexing the tables, the back of house, maintaining and organizing, sizing. So everybody had their sections and they knew exactly specifically what they were responsible for. Um, this way, the accountability, there's no gray area. 
is this is your area, this is the standard, and I'm going to walk in every single day to make sure that that is filled in, maintained, cleaned, um, whatever the task may be, you know, but it's important but I love to- that. Like, I love that, <laughs> that terminology, assigning your area of pride. I'm just thinking about Ron Thurston right now with his book called Retail Pride, right? Like, he is an advocate for being a proud, uh, you know, retail leader and and having pride in what we do so i i just i'm gonna like text him after this and tell him you gotta start using this this is like awesome i love that so you've had an amazing long career um if somebody is thinking about growing let's say there's somebody that's working in retail right now and you know they started off it was unintentional whatever it was a part-time job and they're thinking about is this for them and you've had a long career leading what advice would you give to them well, you have to be passionate in what you do and you have to love what you do because you're going to be going in there every single day with your best foot forward. Um, and there are, there are sacrifices, work-life balance, you know, in retail is challenging. And, you know, um, you have to sometimes make those sacrifices uh, to be successful and to find that balance. But you have to enjoy and love what you do every day and have that passion for it. Um, and that's my advice. You know, um, anything's possible. Anything's achievable. You just have to have that mindset and that passion for it. Um, and if you, um, you know, it, sometimes people struggle with um, their opportunities. And if they don't know, they don't ask. It's important to ask those questions uh, because that's how you're going to grow. Um, you know, show me, you know, show me how to do it. If you don't know something, don't stay quiet. Um, you really have to be transparent because that's the only way you're going to succeed. Uh, but, you know, like uh, Macy said, uh, the magic of Macy's, it's literally true. Believe, you know, you can believe um, it's, it's true. If you, if you believe you can achieve anything <laughs> it's so true like it's all it's it's a lot of mindset right what mm -hmm. you think about comes about i'm a, obviously i'm a big advocate for that because i'm all about positivity and it doesn't mean to say that i'm not having a bad day or i don't have challenges it's just right. how i choose to think about those challenges right as opposed to thinking i can't it's a thinking like what i can do but I say as well that you have to love people if you're going to work in retail. If you do, if you get frustrated by people, it's probably not the right career for you. Right? Correct. Correct. You have to you have to enjoy uh, interacting with people because that's what it's all about. You know, um, I was, you know, um, a staffing manager and I did that for a year and I said, not for me, you know, I can't be behind a desk. I'm a people person. I need to be interacting with the customers. I can't be in an office. <laughs> you know, it's not who I am. <laughs> so you do have to definitely enjoy working with people for sure. <laughs> and it's not for anybody. Yeah. And it's yeah. not for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Diana, it was such, it's already half an hour, like the time just goes like this on this show, but it was such a pleasure having your energy on our show and just having somebody that's working in the field with customers and with staff every day and hearing your positive attitude towards retail and that you've been in it for so long because 
I always say my favorite job was when I was running a store. Like it, if I think about all the jobs I had, I mean, I grew because I wanted to help more people in the stores and that was what we're doing now with Retail You. But it was always my favorite job was when I actually worked in a store and ran one. So you do an amazing job every day and I just want to recognize you for that um, because you do the hard work <laughs> every day. So much. I appreciate. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's it's amazing. And I love what you do. And uh, like I said, you're inspiring myself and so many others. Um, and thank you. <laughs> so if there's Thanks. anything that you anything that you think that for the future of retail, you've been in it a long time. You've been working with customers on the floor. I always like to ask this question. What do you think it's going to take to be a successful leader in retail in the next 10 years? Because things are changing a little bit, right? Right, evolving and really, you know, um, looking at different aspects of it through omni-channel and, you know, buy online, pick up in store, and that's growing and getting that customer into the store as well. Because that experience is, you know, gratifying, you know, when you're going into a retail store and it's a different experience than you're shopping in a computer in your home. You know, you want to have that interaction with the sales associate because most customers don't know what they're looking for, but by connecting with them and engaging with them, it really um, gets that customer back in the store, even if they're buying it online, coming in, having that interaction with you, um, you know, whether you know how the product fits and, the sizing, it's different. So, you know, I know online is, is especially through COVID has skyrocketed, but, you know, I think customers are eager to get back into the stores. And I think, you know, that will definitely come back for retailers for sure, because people enjoy that interaction and want to know what's the latest fashions, taking a look at it, different aspects of it. So, yeah. I, yeah. I agree. I think now as well that we need to start looking at um, like sales goals and targets and looking at like how the whole ecosystem works together mm -hmm. versus just a store with the sales goal. It should be like every part of the experience is a whole map for a whole customer experience. And I think we need to start thinking differently about that and not just thinking about the day that we're in and the results right. that we need to drive today. I think we need to start right. thinking more holistically. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some retailers do some creative things on that, you know, like yeah. sales bonuses, targets, things like that. What does that actually look like? Because I do yeah. think that that kind of needs to get updated a little bit. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah we're anyway, <laughs> we're working on different, you know, approaches on how to handle things going in the future, you know, yeah. but more yeah. to come. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to start wrapping up this episode okay. for today. So thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure thank having you. you on. Your energy is contagious. You're definitely <laughs> having a positive effect on the people and the business that you, you lead. And okay. if anybody finds this in the feed, please go ahead and share it. Share it with your retail network um, so that more people can find this conversation on, on a weekly basis. So with that, we're going to wrap up and, and say bye for now. And we'll see you next week. And thank you, Diana, so much for being on today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.